0: Joining us, as always, because it's a Wednesday, is Dr. Raymond Hamden. He's a clinical and forensic psychologist at the Human Relations Institute and Clinics, and he's ready to answer your questions about mental health and psychological well-being. Good morning, Doctor. How are you
1: doing? I'm doing fine, and thank goodness I know it's Wednesday because I'm here. Yes. If well, if I'm not here, I won't know it's Wednesday, it, right? This is
0: like the, uh, the, the, the 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 linchpin of your week, right? This is you, you <laughs> yeah. gauge every. And you weren't here last week or the week before. No, you been away here for, for the last two weeks. Okay, I thought you were. Sorry, we had some email correspondence, and I yeah, thought you maybe been away on on a trip. And uh, yeah, I travel
1: quite a bit these yeah, days.
0: Okay, but always make sure you're back here for
1: your for your Wednesday. Always is kind of like my second home. Yeah, <laughs> so we've got a
0: couch over there. We've got your pictures on the wall, <laughs> pictures of your family, and the TV is running. Yeah.
1: And you're yeah. ready to answer
0: questions. I know because uh, whether it's a question about your own uh, mental health, not your mental health, uh, doc, but uh, our listener out there, uh, or maybe one of your families and friends as well. Well, Doctor, you are ready to, to, to answer those questions, aren't uh, you? I certainly am. Good, uh, because we always get a lot of questions for you. Um, so we want to ask you, dear listener, please get your question in nice and early uh, this morning. 4001 is the text number. We are also, and I like this part of the show a lot, we're also taking phone calls to 04. 04- 423 1010. As soon as we see the phone uh, light flashing, uh, we will uh, answer the call and we will get you on air and you can uh, speak to Dr Raymond live on the program this morning as well. Now, in particular this morning, we're talking about personality types, because we want to help you to better understand your own personality, and also uh, how, it could better, uh, how it could affect not only your family life, but your career as well. Um, and we also want to know, or I particularly want to know, what's the worst personality trait that you've ever <laughs> encountered? Maybe it was somebody uh, that you've actually dealt with this week, or, or somebody from uh, years ago. Who, who's basically the worst person that you've ever met in
1: your life? And An what- Don't count. We don't have enough time on this show.
0: (laughs) Actually, I don't mind taking those ones. Just send those to us anyway and we'll read them. And Just have fun with those. But have you ever met anyone where their personality just grated against you so badly, so horrifically that they've just forever stuck in your your memory? And you might not even know why you had this kind of adverse reaction to them. 4001, that's the number to uh, text us on. And uh, and also, of course, you can call us zero four four two three ten ten 1010 as well. Uh, what do you get if you um, get involved in today's show? Well, we are giving away um, two invitations to join us at the Dubai I 103.8 Iftar at the JW Marriott Marquis uh, on June the 27th, which is, I think, it's this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, I'm getting a nod. It's this weekend. It's obviously in celebration of, of, of Ramadan. It's a thank you uh, to you guys uh, f- to listening uh, for listening to us as well. And it's just a fantastic meeting. Uh, meal down there at the JW Marriott Marquis as well. If you want to get involved, uh, text us a question, um, whether it's on one of the topics we've discussed or just another point you'd like to make or a question for Dr. Raymond, uh, text us a question to 4001, and uh, remember to put the word iftar at the end and your name as well, and then we know that you're interested in the uh, in the iftar. Um, Doctor, it's a big topic. There's, there's 16 different personality types I've read. According
1: to Myers-Briggs.
0: Okay, and I guess other other people will Yeah, there's kind of... other models as okay. well. But what, why is it important that, or is it important that we know what our personality type is?
1: Uh, people can get by through life without having to know their personality types. However, those who tend to be ambitious, they want to get along with other people. They want to find their best match at the work place Mm. they want to even look for the best career that matches their personalities it's good to know your personality Mm. personalities according to some theorists are formed in the first five to seven years of life Mm. then of course there's others who say it's also formed in the first year of life depending on the theorist it's only theory when we look at it in practice in a clinical psychology practice it doesn't matter whether it's in the first year of life or the first seven years of life we know that a personality is the sum total of all your experiences Mm. The personality has a basic formula. Doctor, I'm just going to interrupt you there for just for a second because we've got our microphones cutting out
0: um, at the moment on air. So, Doc, if I could just ask you to move to our other microphone where I remind all of our listeners that we are running uh, a very special competition this morning. Uh, and, in fact, my microphone is, uh, is cutting out as well. I don't know if you can hear that. We're running a very special competition this morning uh, where we're giving you the chance to have uh, an iftar uh, for two people in celebration of Ramadan. And it's a thank you to you for listening. To us as well, Dubai i one o three point eight. Would love to invite you to our very special iftar at the J W Marriott Marquee in Dubai, taking place on June the twenty seventh. And all you need to do, if you want to get involved, is text us on four zero zero one, and we will. Uh, uh, and remember to uh, include the word iftar. At the end of your text as well, Doc. Let's try that one. How are we sounding on that one? We got I'm you? not sure. You have to. Tell yeah, me. we I'm got you on that chat. one. We're, we're all we're all working now. Perfect. So okay. sorry, Doc. Uh, So the importance of knowing our, our different personality types it can actually have an impact not just on our personal lives but also on our professional lives as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Knowing your personality uh, is very important. in Many different factors of life. However, some people choose not to, and it's mm. not because there's anything wrong with them. It's just that they're looking more at their traits and characteristics that changes. The basic personality, the basic foundation is formed in the first year to first seven years of life. But after that, what usually happens is you'll have a change in characteristics, change in traits. Mm. Now, that's different than the basic personality. Carl Jung, who was one of the foremost analysts that worked along with Freud, not Mm. together necessarily, but were counterparts, worked very carefully in many areas of the profession. Mm -hmm. He came up with a formula for personality profiling that has been taken by people like Myers and Briggs. Now, Myers-Briggs was actually a mother-daughter psychologist team who realized differences. They took the work of Carl Jung and put it in a very practical formula, mm-hmm. and that's where you get the Myers-Briggs type indicator, a very, very popular instrument. Uh, there are different styles of the instruments. Unfortunately, there are some people who have taken it and put it online without the kind of quality that it needs with the sophisticated training that it does to dispel all that information or to be able to disseminate it correctly.
0: Because you can do these online tests can't you? You can get
1: anything online anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's, It's unfortunate that there's no regulations anymore but the difference is if you look up personality profile you might get 30 million hits mm-hmm. when you're a professional in the field of psychology you'll know which 20 or 30 to take okay. not 20 million mm-hmm. that's the difference and sometimes what people do is they'll look for the first ones at the top not because they're the best it's because those are the ones that get hit the most mm-hmm. so when you're a professional and you know that these are the personality types and and that these are the legitimate organizations or specialty groups that can do the proper assessment validation reliability studies then you have a better chance of getting what you need these come in different forms now the form that we use have been working on it for since since 1982 mm-hmm. it's a narrative form and we use Myers-Briggs as well as other formulas for personality profile we don't just use one but since we're talking about this particular topic today I looked at the Myers-Briggs as being the one that's most easily described. Mm. And it's also the one that's become international. It's no longer one that is Americanized or standardized for the United States. It's actually becoming international. So we find validity and reliability now with it. Basically, the personality is what we have been set in our our life in the first five to seven years of Mm -hmm. life other things that come with that that might change that look like personality changes aren't really personality changes it's just difference in traits and characteristics also there's no two people on the planet who are the same so even of those 16 personality types that you indicated earlier you're not going to have any two people that'll be in one of those types that'll be the same. Mm. There'll be basic things that are similar, but the traits and characteristics might be different.
0: Here's what I'm wondering, though. I mean, do, do you, I know you, you use these... Um, uh, personality types to sort of when when you see people in your in your clinic and and you would look at um you know you'd give them psychometric testing and things like this correct
1: but when it's necessary when it's yes. necessary
0: to i mean do you ever look at the results of that and think that doesn't match up with the person that i've got in front of me based on your personal your read of them
1: well these instruments are used not as the sole indicators mm-hmm. our clinical training gives us that ability to do the clinical interviews and come up with our clinical assessment yeah these instruments are used to support Report what we learn through our clinical interventions mm. here was what happens though These profiles when we use them for normal people <clears throat> and that means people that don't necessarily have certain psychological Pathologies mm. will always indicate or usually indicate the way that the person responded on the instrument Now what we ask people to do is respond in your preference What do you prefer to do not necessarily what you're doing? But what do you prefer to do? Uh-huh. What we realize is that the personalities that come out as a profile in these instruments is what people prefer, not necessarily how they're behaving, which explains why people feel out of alignment, Mm -hmm. confused, disoriented. Is because they're behaving in in ways that work. They're behaving in ways in their personal lives, even recreationally or even spiritually, that doesn't match their preference. Mm. So it's a lack of of alignment with the natural personality or the personality preference
0: and what about when you know you, you hear people say you know they're fake that's a fake person i you know I, I, they don't feel they get an instinctive feeling that the person is just not being honest about themselves because i think you were saying earlier that you can't you know you can't really you know your, your personality is determined by in the first uh, few years of your life uh,
1: that's and, when it's set
0: that's when it's set okay but it, is, is it possible to project an alternate personality to to the extent where you can fool people <laughs>
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm. We all do that. That's every one of us that does that. We're not talking about the psychopath. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the antisocial personality, the manipulator, the exploiter, the politician. We're talking about uh, people <laughs> who always want to put forth their best image, mm. the ego ideal or the mask, whatever terms you talk about, depending on the model that you're reading. Mm. What we find is that whenever we're in a situation with new people, new situation, we want to project ourselves in the best light. So how we imagine ourselves to be in that best light is what we will project, Mm. not what we truly necessarily are. So the three ways that people behave is our show-off side, which is the ego ideal, or the mask, the persona, which is what we want people to see us as. Then when there's nobody to show off to, how we deal with... Situations and there's no stress. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, when there is stress, we go back to the old ways that we used to behave, no matter how bad they were. Okay. So, what we want to project is that ego ideal. So, this is where sometimes pick, people pick up on this doesn't seem real. There's something that's not consistent with this person. Well, of course, in a new situation where you're meeting new people, you're applying for a job you're in a social situation where you want to show off something that you might not be yet of course you're not going to be telling who you really are Mm. you're going to be projecting what you want people to think you are your ego ideal or that persona which is another word for the mask
0: hasn't wanted to know doc uh, is it person? is it possible for your personality to change the 16 types so you've identified which type you are can that change during the course of your life
1: well, it's the personality that doesn't change according to the conservative theorist. Mm-hmm. What does change, though, are your characteristics and traits. It might be the way that you might particularly address a situation or perceive a situation, but it's not because the personality changes. It's because with experience, you might view things differently. Mm-hmm. So your experience will allow you to be able to perceive a situation differently than you did a long time ago. It's like asking the question, if you had more information, would you change your opinion? Mm-hmm. Well, changing your opinion doesn't mean that your basic education and premise has changed. It just means that your opinion has changed because of new information that's brought in. Well, the same thing with the personality. Your basic personality structure will stay the same unless you go through very intense psychoanalysis. You're going to be on the couch for about four to seven years, and it's going to be very deep analysis. Then there could be the possibility, according to psychoanalytic theory, of a personality change. But it doesn't happen with the behavioral model or the humanistic model or the biological model or the other models that are used in psychology. It's usually just the psychoanalytic model. And we're talking about classical analysis, not the modern analysis. This is the traditional analysis where the patient's on the couch four or five days a week for several several years and they go through an entire process which can bring on a personality change okay what does happen for normal people though are characteristics and traits change
0: okay so let, let me give you a, an example of, uh, of of not me somebody i know let, let's say an, a young and incredibly uh, handsome stand in radio dj uh obviously <laughs> not me uh who who used to be quite an argumentative young man uh, well into the 20s as well but over the last sort of six or seven years doesn't doesn't just doesn't get anything out of that anymore you know and, and actually uh, deliberately avoids conflict and arguments it, would that be a personality change or would that be a character change or a trait change
1: that's a trait change okay. that's a character change rather that that your attitude has changed hmm. not the personality the personality is still basically the same whether you're an introvert or extrovert whether you like details or to be creative side whether you think about problems or you feel about problems these kind of things like you want to be organized or you want to be spontaneous those things basically will change will not change those mm-hmm. are your basic personality aspects however what does change will be your attitude mm-hmm. your perception those are the kind of things that that you're referring to mm-hmm. now there will be fluctuations that will take place for instance people who's who will for instance score in the middle range of any of those dimensions when we measure personalities are flexible that means that sometimes a person knows when to be able to uh, cathart all of their thoughts and their feelings. In other words, they can be transparent. Mm. Other times they know when not to say anything, and that means that they're keeping everything inside thinking about it first well that doesn't mean that they have a split personality mm-hmm. that just means that they have the flexibility in their personality to know when to communicate openly or closed
0: are there any views though about uh, cause, uh, just some of those words you used about keeping it inside it kind of made me think about people bottling up their emotions mm-hmm. and things yeah. like that are mm-hmm. there any schools I thought where they just say look it's just healthier just to be to show your real personality all the time
1: the real personality is also one that can be flexible. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a percentage of the population who is flexible. They can do the either one, and we're talking about communication style or social style, where they can be transparent or they can be closed. It's not a matter of good or bad or right or wrong. It's actually a matter of preference. Mm. What happens, however, when a person does have that middle-range flexibility, it confuses people who are around them thinking that, oh, this person's really weird. We never know if they're going to be happy or they're going to be sad or yes. they're going to be talkative or they're going to be quiet. They can be hard work, those people, you, you don't know, if you don't know what you're going to get. Well, it depends on how much you want to work hard with them, you know, or, <laughs> no. or you might not really need to care about it. Yeah. But people who tend to be very much always transparent or very much always closed it's easier to predict them. Mm, mm. And this is what people like. They like the predictability. What they find difficult, even with their closest friends, is that ability to maneuver around and it doesn't get interpreted as the ability to move around it gets interpreted as being wishy-washy mm-hmm. by and people throw this term bipolar yeah. which is really a very serious term it's not a nice term to say about somebody just because they might have a change in mood in a day yeah, yeah. you know that's a very serious thing to call and unfortunately we have unqualified physicians who try to practice psychiatry without the right training mm-hmm. that like to use that term just to dispense medication they don't know how to dispense mm-hmm. you know and this is a very serious kind of a situation when professionals go beyond their own scope of practice. So we even have these kind of situations that get misinterpreted, and this is the danger. Back to the reality of talking about normal people, which is what we're doing today, mm. we do have personality profiles that can be very easily measured, very correctly measured, giving people a good foundation of what's going on in their life. So they'll know how to better align their life. Mm-hmm. We also see this in corporations when we're working with companies that say, we want you to do an assessment on an executive or mid-management or even uh, people in the labor force who we would like to see go through some succession to move up because we've identified them as people who may have an opportunity to do that. So when we look at the personalities, what we're finding is they might be in a job that doesn't match their personality profile, their personality if for entrance or interest. Or their personality preferences so it doesn't mean that they can't do the job intellectually it just might be a job that doesn't match their personality Mm. like you put a person in a boxed-up room and say here's a bunch of numbers calculate them now the person that can intellectually do the accounting on that but their personality is more of being out Mm. with other people having verbal interaction with other people That doesn't mean there's something wrong with being an accountant, not at all. It's just that the personalities that are most suited to that are the people that love to do the numbers crunching. They love to sit and think, analyze on their own. And then after a few hours of that, they can come out and relay that information to others.
0: And you mentioned the workplace there as well. I mean, I'm kind of thinking of something that may be even more important than that. Relationships, you know, man and wife and the personality clashes that that people can have after marriage as well because you know you're saying about people giving their best Uh, first impressions and Mm -hmm. and things like that. I guess during that dating stage, that's kind of what the courting stage, that's what that is all about,
1: really. Assuming that the person finally gets to the reality of their personality, Mm -hmm. not just showing off. Now, one of the things that we know is that men love to impress women when they're first dating. (laughs) So all of a sudden, florists get rich because (laughs) flowers galore. And it's amazing to see that this does not last forever. So, well, I'll
0: speak for yourself, don't you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, well, nobody sent me flowers yet. <laughs> I've told her, go ahead. It's okay. Nobody will talk. But nobody will, um, will ever keep that momentum mm. up, even if it's affordable, because it, the honeymoon phase is one thing, and then once the honeymoon phase starts to get over, there's less flowers, so then you get into the reality phase. Mm. That doesn't mean reality is bad. It just means that the intention of sending flowers doesn't hold the same value anymore. You don't need it. Mm. The love has grown. You have the confidence of the love. You don't need to prove the love with flowers.
0: Um, and uh, we have got a, a lot of questions about personality and a, a lot of questions about um, uh, other things as well, uh, which I'm, basically you can tell right now I'm just filling for time because my, my, my joystick moved and I've, I've lost a bunch of my questions. Um,
1: well, got- personalities were work in a lot of different areas, and yeah. the four areas that people uh, would might want to understand their personalities is in work, play, love, and worship. Mm-hmm. Those four areas, work, play, love, and worship, is where we express our personalities. And the personalities, according to various theorists, depending on who you feel comfortable reading, mm-hmm. uh, will match the kind of thing that you need. And Many times people think that they know their personalities, and they probably do, because frankly, nobody's going to know your personality better than you do. Mm. But do you have a jargon to understand how to describe your personality? And that's where psychology comes in very handy. It actually gives you a measure to actually see your personality, realize your personality, use your personality in a valid and reliable fashion, and it gives you the jargon to understand how to describe your personality. So you can kind of
0: unlock your potential by understanding your personality traits better and you can you can you can kind of optimize what you're doing.
1: One of the most rewarding experiences as a clinical psychologist is to watch people Transform in just a matter of one or two sessions mm. when we do the psychological interview, give them whatever instrument will best measure their personality style, and see them brighten up when they say, finally, I understand this about myself. Mm. And it's not a bad thing. You know, it's not negatives. It's a, we do it in a very, very positive formula. What's interesting, however, people who do interpret some of the things as negative are people who are saying, I don't want to be like this. Mm. Well, if it's already your personality profile trait or character it can be changed even if it's part of your personality structure it can be modified
0: well let's 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 help to modify marianne because she says hi thanks for a great show i guess i'm a very ambitious person as other people uh, say that i am but uh, but i'm now sure how can i test myself to know this fact is it good or not to be uh, ambitious that's from marianne
1: Of course, it's good to be ambitious, as long as your ambition doesn't get in the way of your reality. Being ambitious, as long as it says, I want to achieve certain things, but I do have my limitations and boundaries... And I need to be able to understand those so I can move in the correct direction that is best suited for me and the people that I affect mm-hmm. around me in work, play, love and worship, mm-hmm. for example. So there are instruments that we use after the interview. We do a very thorough in review. And then what we do is help look at people's personality profile with a standardized instrument. Mm-hmm. Also what we do for those who are looking for executive positions, for instance, We actually will do um, a neuropsychological or a psychological instrument to measure not only the intelligence but all the different aspects of the way they cognitively process information, Mm. their emotional stability, and also their behavior characteristics. So these are very important factors for each person to know about themselves. It's also a good mental health checkup. Mm -hmm. A lot of people around the world today are doing mental health checkups. Fortunately, intelligent insurance companies pay for wellness checkups, Mm. whether it's physical wellness or psychological wellness, because they know that it saves them a lot of money in the long run. So here's a good way at any age, no matter what career you want to go into, no matter what relationship you want to be in, that gives you an opportunity to look at who you are, how you are there, and where you can actually express your best personality portions in the areas that you need to do that. Mm. Even relationships. It's it's good that a lot of people today from all the various communities, the Middle Eastern community, the Western community, the Eastern community, are actually come in for pre marital coaching. And what we do there is we help couples who are interested in each other because they find love with each other and families are supporting this by the way. Yeah. Sometimes parents will even send their kids Uh, with the fiance to say let's work it out so we make sure that we rule out any problems not to break the relationship up but to give this relationship the best opportunity the best option and with qualified professionals like psychologists who do this we do the interviews we do the instrumentation. We help them understand what their personality profile is like. And it doesn't mean that if they're different because they're on different ends of the continuum, that it's a difference. It can actually be a balance in the relationship. So we help people rule in the relationship rather than rule out of the relationship.
0: It's interesting you say that, though, because I can imagine, you know, a young guy, young girl sitting there go- going on one of, you know, having one of these uh, consultations to check the personality types. But if you've got one of those partners who's, um, I don't know if I'm using the right terminology here, but might have some antisocial or sort of awkward personality traits, or things
1: that mm-hmm. they do, or yeah, or, or, some questionable traits. Yes.
0: Questionable traits. Okay, let's leave. Let's leave it there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to hide that, aren't they? They're going to. They're going to. I mean, you know, if they want to have the relationship, or if they they don't want it to be exposed that they, uh, you know, have some questionable traits. For example, they're going to do their best to hide that.
1: Out of a hundred people who would come in for such an assessment, as a couple or as an individual, ten mm. percent may be indicating some concern to measure some possible, cons- uh, some cons- so, sorry, some possible personality pathologies yep. or whatever psychological dimensions might be needed to investigate. That also doesn't mean that the relationship is over. That means that now both partners know what's going on in the relationship, how to deal with it effectively to move on. Also, there could be an opportunity here for one person to say, here is what's going on with me. Can you accept me as I am and help me change? If a person says, here's who I am, take me or leave me, Mm -hmm. then that's going to be the other person saying, wait a minute, I don't like that attitude. Mm. So let's, let's break it up now before it's too late we're already in a marriage with children some psychologists have done a lot of research to show that you can actually predict a divorce before the marriage happens oh, really? and this is one of the ways that that is done but again i don't want to scare people to think that every relationship is going to end up in a divorce unfortunately it ends up in divorce because of miscommunications misunderstandings stubbornness all kinds of negative stuff that happens in a relationship that should not have happened if they would have taken the time to understand themselves and their partner before the marriage even got started Mm -hmm. what we see when we talk about divorce happening before the marriage is when psychologists can look at personality profiles match them but they haven't really had too much interaction and this is the fault of the research it's not really correctly looking at the individuals together it's looking at the individual and saying it's going to be a difficult relationship Well, frankly, after being in practice for more than 40 years now, there's no such thing as a bad personality. There's no such thing as a bad relationship when both people come to an understanding of who they are, who their partner is, what they can deal with, what they can change, and what the limitations are going to be. That doesn't mean that relationships have to break up. It just means that people will realize what they're capable of dealing with. Mm. For instance, one of the things we do in the premarital coaching was also start to define the marriage before the marriage even happens. And there's many dimensions that we will define. One of them, for example, is time together. Some persons may say, I only want to spend 20% of my time with my partner. Others will say, I want to have 70% of my time with my partner. Does that
0: really happen? Somebody said 20%. I mean, that's I'm, giving the, you, I'm giving you that no, for the no, radio know, show purpose. I, I like extremes. And I,
1: no, no, well, like, you know, I mean, uh, some people do come up with the percentages. Yeah? Other people that like the details and the fact yeah. style. So some people come up, I want to spend a lot of time. Sometimes mm. they'll say, I don't want to spend very much time. Mm. It doesn't mean they don't like their partner. It just means that they need a lot more time to themselves okay. than with the partner. That's not an insult if the partner agrees with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the clicker. How are both people going to define time together? It's not a matter of right or wrong, good or bad. It's a matter of your preference. So what happens if both people are different? One person wants 20% of the time, the other person wants 70% of the time. That gonna That's going to be a problem because <laughs> one person's going to feel going to feel rejected. Mm. The other person is going to feel overwhelmed Mm. and suffocated Mm. so that's not going to work out unless you can get them to negotiate a time also people have uh, an ability to verbalize things more openly and less uh detailed like some people will say we we spend a lot of time together another person say we don't spend very much time together when you get them to agree on how much time it is like eight hours a day together for one person eight hours a day is a lot for another person, it's not very much. Kevin here, he's
0: Texas Doc. He says, having worked in many countries in the world, I have found that personality types vary according to cultures. Uh, Kevin says uh, many Asians are introvert in Western eyes, but maybe quite extrovert in their own cultural norms. Uh, he's often thought, though, he says here, uh, that personality types are about as accurate as horoscope types. What, what do you think of that?
1: Uh, well, I, I can appreciate what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. However, the way we, in psychology, describe these different dimensions, what he's describing is power distancing mm-hmm. that uh, Kirk Hofstet talked about back in the 50s. Uh, Shalom Schwartz talks about it today. mary Franz Waxi also talks about the same kind of things. There's other professionals who are dealing with Power distancing, mm. which means that some people are brought up in arrogant societies that says you are superior just because you're from this particular culture, where others believe that they're inferior because they come from another culture. The personalities aren't necessarily dictated because of that. That is just another influence from society, from from the social uh, aspects of the culture. So each person has a defined personality. But it also will be influenced by these cultural dimensions. Mm. So the cultural dimensions are not part of the personality, but the personality is influenced by them.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Thanks to everyone who's been texting in. If you do text us and you would like to win uh, the Dubai I-103.8 Iftar down at the JW Marriott Marquis, just put the word Iftar at the end of your text uh, and also remember to include your name as well. Uh, Mary Louise has has texted in. She says, I I feel as though my behaviour, personality and reactions are often controlled by something that may have affected me when I was very young and have completely forgotten. Is that possible, Doc? And if so, uh, how can I address this and move on?
1: Well, your personality is going to be affected by all of your experiences in life because the personality itself is the sum total of all your experiences. What you may be describing, however, is if there was a horrific experience, a trauma like the death of someone, a wrongful doing against you physically or psychologically, if there was any kind of uh, maltreatment, uh, abusive kind of things in Uh, or maybe you were um, into a situation in a school where the teacher would make wrongful comments Mm -hmm. against you, or not maybe against you, but what about students around you, and that affected you too. These kind of things are conditioned responses to similar situations. When you're in a situation where you're afraid of being rejected, abandoned, or neglected, Mm. it doesn't change your personality, but what it does, it causes your character and your traits to respond differently to situations that are similar to being rejected, abandoned, or neglected.
0: And uh, Abdul's texting. He says, uh, Hi, Doc. Is it good for us to show a fake personality in work or school and then show a different personality towards your family? Uh, Abdul asks because uh, he says, I have a family member who does this, and it's quite worrying that he acts very happy in the workplace, but when he comes home, he's completely depressed. I think that's quite normal, isn't it?
1: Well, it may be, and you might be talking about a masked depression with Mm -hmm. that individual. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but that would be clinical intervention, not the personality itself necessarily. When it becomes a personality issue itself, that could be either histrionic, borderline, or narcissistic personality. Mm -hmm. It could also be the antisocial personality disorders. However, when we're talking about normal people who behave in a particular light, Mm -hmm. When they're with other people, because they want to put their best foot forward, so to speak, that's actually normal. And it's also healthy. Not everybody has to know your dirty laundry Mm. or what really goes on personally with you in a personal situation. Work does not have to be personal. Mm. Some people make it personal, and that's okay if that's their domain, if they want to be... Well known in everything that they think and feel if they want to be an open book, that's their prerogative. And they can do that in the workplace. They can do that in their relationships. They can do that recreationally as well. However, there's some people who say I want to be different at work than I am at home. Mm. I don't want people to know me in my personal life and the way that I behave at work. So at work, this is where we come up with that ego ideal that Freud talked about, or Jung called it the persona, which is the mask. Mm. This is how we want to project ourselves. Actually, that's quite healthy, because if people, and I'm saying it's quite healthy for certain personalities, people who need to be expressive, who need to be open book, who need to be transparent, would not be happy. That would be against their alignment to have two different styles of behaving, thinking, And emotional uh, reaction to things, they would not be happy there because they want to be open book everywhere. They want to be transparent everywhere. But if they're in a situation where they can't do that, they can actually cause themselves a lot of emotional Mm. grief physical response to that could be also trouble with more migraines, chest pains, stomach pains. It manifests itself in a different way. Because remember, psychology is not just about the way you think. It's also about your body. Mm. You can't separate the brain from the body. The way we think, feel, and behave also affects our body as our body will affect the way that we think, feel, and behave. Then you bring in the environment dimension. What kind of an atmosphere are you working in? Are you working in an atmosphere where it's closed, it's not warm or welcoming, but it's very strict, very controlling. You have a domineering boss. You might not be suitable for that position, even though you're good at doing the work, the environment not be conducive to your personality profile. It's interesting as
0: well, you know, I read this text from Abdul, there's, it raises a lot more questions a- as well, because, mm-hmm. y- you know, uh, we're kind of assuming that, he, Abdul's suggesting that his his uh, friend here is, is kind of putting on a fake personality, maybe your friend or family member is actually just happier at work, they're happy at work and they're maybe not as happy at home. It,
1: it, I'm it, glad you you brought back that word, mm. fake. I was wondering if it might be better to, instead of looking at it at fake, looking at at as a um as a preference that Mm. personality ideal remember there's three ways that people perform in public and in private one is that ego ideal the way we want people to see us in a new situation with new people Mm. or in the work situation when there's no one to display that new ideal or that mask to then we can behave in a way that we feel comfortable when it's non-stressful But when there is stress, we go back to the old track that might be destructive. But we do that because that's what we're used to. Mm -hmm. We can predict it, and we feel more comfortable with predictable behavior even when it's bad.